With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Don't forget to vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards from the link in our bio. This is a reminder for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm back at the headquarters of Frank Warren. I do have to apologise for our last interview. We had some issues on our end uh, in terms of audio that we couldn't resolve. So we're back here. Uh, for once, it's not your fault. Frank, it's our fault. I do apologise. That makes that. a change. <laughs> um, yeah, so would you say Tyson Fury Dillian White is the biggest fight this country has seen since Lennox Lewis and Frank Bruno in 93? I think it is, and I think it's actually bigger as far as um, the, the amount of people who will be watching it live concerned. That was a big fight. It was down in, in, in uh, Cardiff back then. Um, highly anticipated fight, but at the end of the day, I think it was only about 30,000 people in the stadium. So as far as a live gate's concerned, it's, it's a much, much bigger fight. How's the uh, application going with Wembley to extend it to 100,000? Uh, we're still waiting news about. I mean, you're not going to get, you know, that take a little bit of uh, time or so to come through. But fingers crossed, we get it over the line. So last time we spoke, you did around eighty-five thousand tickets within three or four hours, um, and then coach packages were going on sale, right. an extra five thousand. So where are we with that one? I'm quite sure they'll all be gone. I'm quite sure. I'll be honest with you. I'm not asked, but today, but I'm quite sure they'll be gone. But no worries with that. I promise you. Have you ever seen? demand for tickets like this for a boxing event? I think the nearest I had to is when I brought Mike Tyson over in, uh, was it 22, 22 years ago? And uh, we announced his fight at the uh, up in Manchester and we sold out immediately without even naming an opponent. And that was, uh, that was a quick, I mean, genuine sellouts, not, you know, putting tickets with companies and whatever. Must be something about the name Tyson. <laughs> Maybe it's long may, long may they reign. I bet you wish uh, you had another two Wembleys you could do this fight at. Well, I mean, that's, that was the take-up for it. I mean, that was the, the inquiries. So it was, no, it's fabulous to get that amount of people who are interested in it. But, you know, I always felt that um, Tyson's homecoming would be a huge event. And uh, thankfully, I was proven right after bidding so much for the fight. In terms of a boxing event, I don't remember 100,000 being in attendance, which is what you hope for, of course. Well... I don't think any, certainly art since the Second World War, definitely not. Frank, uh, I will ask you about um, StubHub. Um, you were very vocal in the past on our channel about when Matram did events such as Frotch Groves 2 at Wembley, Joshua Klitschko at Wembley, and I think Joshua Parker at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff, where you know tickets were in demand for those fights and a lot of them did end up on StubHub. Um, and I think you were quoted as saying, uh, match from a fleece in the fans with this issue. Now, I've seen tickets pop up on StubHub for this fight with Fury and White. So can you make any comment on that? Please? Well, we certainly have not supplied StubHub with tickets. Tickets, um, all our tickets went through Ticketmaster, whereas I know for a fact that Matram was supplying StubHub with tickets. They were their sponsors for the show. Okay. Um, 
Could you understand uh, people's outcries on the day where they were seeing £55 tickets and tickets at 80, 100 quid going for 500, 600 pounds on stuff? I do. I think it's outrageous. Listen, I'd much rather that money was coming into the promotional pot. There'd be more money for the boxers and certainly for us. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I am. I'm, I, it does, I do find it upsetting for the fans and for us. Of course, this is out of your hands. Uh, this secondary market ticket issue is not up to the promoter. Is there anything you can do as a promoter though, moving forwards to eradicate this issue? Yeah, I advise fans not to buy them. Okay. And that stops it. <laughs> but in terms of a legal process? Well, I think we went down that road, didn't we? A couple of years ago, the government were going to do something and it all seems to have uh, petered out. Um, as as a you know, all you can do is is keep pressure on the government to bring some legislation in to stop it from happening. I mean, it's not just uh, boxing. I mean, it's, it's it's all events across the board, and uh, and they have been they were quite active, but obviously they got they've had their hands full over the last couple of years with COVID, and now with the terrible situation in the Ukraine. But hopefully, um, if things settle down and they get some time in Parliament, they can deal with it. Frank, moving on, uh, Tyson Fury said this could be his last fight. We could see him retire uh, after this fight with Dillian White. What are your thoughts on that? Well, if he decides to do that, Umar, then then that's his choice and we'll support him wholeheartedly. Last thing I want him to do is be getting into the ring if, he, if he's not, you know, if, he's, if his mind and, and his heart are not in it. If they're not in it, then he shouldn't be in there. It's a dangerous place. He's, look, he's, he's very, very wealthy. He's done everything that's been asked for him, asked of him, I should say. And uh, it's his choice, as I say. If he wants to carry on, there's some great fights out there to be made with him. But if he doesn't want to do it, then I'm with him 100%. Yeah, his younger brother, Tommy Fury, said that, you know, he's done it all. He's got nothing to prove in terms of the Klitschko win in Germany and the three Wilder fights in the US. Do you go along with that? Well, he hasn't got nothing to prove. You know, the only thing that didn't happen is that that he managed to fight someone for the four belts. That's really what we wanted to see happen. That's why we were all, we would like to have seen him fight Usyk. Hmm. Um, in terms of that comment about retiring, do you think that is a bit of tongue-in-cheek, though, from Tyson? No, I don't know. It's, I mean, look, you know, he, he trains hard. I know training training for him is a is is a discipline in his life that he, he feels he needs. Um, but if he wants to carry on boxing, that's, that's, that, that's where he's got the fire in his belly to to continue doing it. Um, You know, I don't walk in his shoes. At the end of the day, he's the only person who's going to know the answer to that and he'll know the answer to that after his next fight. Right, I'm aware uh, Andy uh, from the office showed me a permit from the board saying that Tyson's Tyson's eligible to box on an overseas licence if you want to step in the ring tomorrow. So that's that's all dealt with. Tyson will fight. He will fight here. Absolutely fight here. On a, on a board license, he will get licensed on the day like anybody who does. He'll be licensed to fight here, not a problem. And uh, that, that's where we are. And there'll be neutral neutral judges for this fight. We can ask you about that, actually. Um, I think it was, I'm not 100%, but I think it was Frotch Groves too, where we saw all American officials. So this should not be an issue getting... It's not an issue, it's agreed. Oh, it's done? It's done. I mean, contrary to um, you know, my PR man... Eddie, what he's been putting out, it's actually been done. Okay, so do we know where they'll be from? These I don't know yet. We'll work that out. But they won't be British? They won't be British. Not, no, none of the judges will be British. Okay. It was an interesting uh, week, to say the least. 
last week, Frank, in terms of talking about the press conference with Fury White, uh, where it was just yourself, Tyson and Brad Jacobs in attendance. But is that there now? We're moving on to April 23rd, um, a monumental show, one of the biggest this country's seen, if not the biggest. Is that where we're at now? Well, it is the biggest show. There's no doubt about that. And we we, we do. I mean, it's, it's, I've got to be honest, it's great to know that um, Tyson, you know, Tyson Fury is such an attraction that we, you know, we have more or less sold out, virtually what we have sold out. It's, that's great and it takes a lot, of, <laughs> certainly from my perspective, it, it eases the pressures a lot. And, uh, and I went to Bob Arum uh, over the weekend and he was, he's obviously delighted too. So, you know, we're all, we're all happy in the position we're in. We've done that just with one fighter. How do you think this will perform in the US? You said you just spoke I to think, Bob Arum. I think it'll do good business. He's very confident it'll do good business. You know, Tyson's made a name for himself over there. And that last fight was epic. It was an epic fight. And it really went it went down well everywhere. I mean, it's the most exciting fight I've ever seen with heavyweights line. Um, and, it, and, it, and in the uh, in the States, I mean, all the, everybody, but everybody, that's all they were talking about. So he's made a name for himself now. And, you know, He's got his mandatory against Dillian, who's uh, you know feels a legitimate challenger for him. So should be another good fight. Yeah, well, that will be on uh, ESPN Plus pay per view in the states. Of course, it's on BT Sport box office uh, over here in the UK. As we've seen the ticket demand uh, through the roof, quite literally at Wembley. Um, but without another member in terms of Dillian White, I'm talking about participating in the promotion in terms of the wider public. Do you think that could hamper pay-per-view sales a little bit? No, not at all. I, I, if anything, I think it enhances them. It's been like a bit of a reverse publicity in some in some ways, and I just feel he's, he's going to he's going to have to face up to him at some stage. You know, the, the week of the week of the fight, for the press conference, and for the airway, and he's going to have to face up. He's going to have to something's going to have to be said. But whatever happens, happens. I mean, when you look back, I look back and think about with Tyson with. Uh, Deontay Wilder. I mean, Deontay. You know, the, 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 after the first fight, you couldn't get a word out. And the la- and the very last fight, I mean, he wasn't even saying anything. It was the ty- again. It was Tyson Fury who was selling it. So, you know, Tyson's a, a sporting superstar now. He's not just a heavyweight boxer. He's crossed over. He's a big name here. He's a big name around the world. And he's a big name in America. He's done something that no British heavyweight's done since Alex Lewis. Well, with potentially 100,000 people at Wembley for this fight, how many think, how many buys do you think this does on a box office? I think it'll do one and a half million buys. That would break the record, wouldn't it? It'll be up there. I think it will be. I'm sure it'll break the record. Okay. We also know that um, there will be red button access for this fight as well in terms of the box office on BT Sport exclusively, but this will sit on the Sky platform. That's correct. So that has got to surely be a boost for you guys as well. I'm not moaning about it. <laughs> How important is that red button access? Look, it's, it's very important for, for fights to be seen by as many people as possible because the more people seeing for it, sit watching it, the more people are paying for it. The more people are paying for it, it helps to make the, the event a success. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted. And I'm, I'm really delighted that BT, box office BT Sport has stepped up because, you know, without them, this would have been very difficult to have done. So what are we going for? Final prediction then. 100,000 tickets sold at Wembley and one and a half uh, million pay-per-view buys on BT Sport box office? That's how I'm looking at it, yeah. Okay. And, and sure, we're, half, we're half right at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure BT will release uh, the price of this pay-per-view as well yeah. soon. Can't tell us that now. Can they you? will do. Okay. 
And uh, I've heard Tommy Fury and Isaac Lowe will be on the undercard. We will be announcing the undercard actually either at the end of this week or or next uh, Monday. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, if this was won by Matram in terms of this was a his own um, fight, Fury White, and Fury hadn't been doing press and promoting the fight, how do you think that would have gone down? With designer Matra, well, you can imagine that'd be the same, feel the same way I do. And I, but, we, but Tyson wouldn't do that; he's a professional. Tyson didn't do that when he fought Fury. Tyson didn't do that when he fought Wilder. He went out, you know, he went out and promoted the fight because he's a, tr- a proper professional. You know, we just won the purse bid for uh, Demetrius Andrade and uh, Zach Parker. He's, he's returned his contract, Demetrius, and he's coming over here for the press conference. He's a world champion who's been a world champion for quite a while now. So if he can come over here, I'm certain, you know, anybody can, and certainly Dillian should show up if, if, if fighters of the world champion can do it. But we look after fighters. You know, when fighters fight on our card, on our cards, we treat them, we treat them properly. And as you, you've asked a question about the zone, they would be extremely pissed off. And I'm sure um, Screaming Lord Such would be screaming the house down. Anyways, yeah, we, we move on to... April 23rd, a huge fight week. And uh, you you believe uh, this is the biggest show we've, we'll ever see in the country? I do, honestly do. I think, you know, seriously, it's a, it's a great show. It's um, it's going to be a good fight. And it's, I think it's going to be a really, really, really good night for the fans and, and for, for British boxing and world boxing, and certainly for British boxing. Spoke to Anthony Joshua uh, over the weekend, uh, did like three or four minute interview with yeah. him. And uh, he was actually very positive about it. I asked him, you know, how do you feel? About Tyson Fury headline in Wembley, this is your old stomping ground. This is where you headline against Klitschko, sold out 9,000, same with uh, Alexander Povetkin. And he said, you know, good luck to him. It's good to see him doing it. Um, he's happy as well for John Fury because he gets to see this fight with his, of course, travel ban uh, to America where he hasn't been able to see his son box live. Um, but he did say he wants uh, ringside tickets and if he can get them for a discount as well, Frank. Is he welcome? A discount? <laughs> The money he's made. <laughs> of course, he can come along to the show. I mean, you know, listen, he's he's been guest at loads of my shows before he turned professional. He used to come along to the show, say, "Yeah, you can come along to the show, not a problem." He knows your family, doesn't he? Paul? He knows my family. Yeah, he knows my 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 younger brother Robert, and and uh, and his mate was that they were quite close. His uh, Robert's mate and him, very close. Yeah. So yeah, if Anthony wants to attend, he can be there. He knows he knows what to do. Pick up the phone and we'll sort him out. Uh, Frank, I did also ask him about his current situation. Of course, um, you know, there's a much bigger situation going on with Alexander Usyk in terms of uh, Ukraine and Russia at the moment. And he didn't really want to comment on the political situation, but I did ask him, you know, what's next for you? Is it going to be an interim fight? And he said, yeah, I want to fight um, soon and get out. And I, uh, Chisora was standing next to him as well. I was interviewing at the same time and I said to Chisora, who would you like to see Anthony face next? And, uh, you know, they were pondering, they couldn't really come up with someone. And I went, what about Joe Joyce? Just come to my mind, it's a good good fight. fight, Derek Derek said that it's not a good fight for him. Why is that? Why is it not a good fight for him? I think he was just suggesting that it's not appropriate for Anthony. It's not a good enough fight. Well, what can I say? I mean, you know, I think I think the public would definitely buy into AJ and Joe Joyce, don't you? I think it's a very good fight. I think it's a monster fight. I mean, you know, that's probably why I'm a promoter and Derek Chisora isn't, and he's an opponent. 
Well, Joshua, there is a, a very strong chance we'll need an opponent uh, soon. So you got any heavyweights for him? It's no choice. We'd make that in a heartbeat. Joe would fight him in a heartbeat. What a great domestic bust-up that is. Let's get our heads together and get that done. Yeah. Do that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Joe would do it. Remember, when you remember when he lost his opponent? I can't remember what fight. He had somebody go injured, injured was injured, and they had to get, get someone in, and Joe said he'd step up and fight him then. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago. I'm not sure of time, but yeah, that, that's a fantastic fight. I know this is very hypothetical, but how would that work? Obviously, um, Anthony being the A side in that situation in terms of TV, etc. How would that work? Work a deal out. Just sit. How, how does that work? You sit around the table and work a deal out. I think it's a brilliant fight. I really, I, I like that. I mean, I really do like that. Fight. Yeah. Because I, I was just saying to him, is it is trying to think of opponents that Anthony could face, really? That's still at Wembley. Yeah. That's still the ground, that. In terms of the, the heavyweight theme, um, sticking with Joe Joyce as well, see rumours about this fight with Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker went on BT the other day and said, let's lock it in. What, what's the update with Joe? Well, the, the update with Joe is that he's got his, his problem with his uh, arm and we're hoping he's going to be ready to fight early uh, May and then we go from there uh, you know he, I want to get him out and uh, we'll see what we'll see who the opponent's going to be I want to see how you know the, how you know get the clearance on his arm or his wrist I should say which he broke but yeah and get him out. He's, number, he's in a really good position and it's sad what is happening with uh, the Usyk it's terrible that, you know you can't you know he's actually Got a tougher fight on his hands than boxing at the moment, where he's at. I mean, it's a dreadful thing that's happening in his country. But um, I'm sure that's going to ensure that there's, there'll, there'll be some other fights taking place while, while obviously he's doing what he's doing. Mm. And I've just spoken to yourself, Daniel Dubois, and uh, Martin Bowers. Of course, purse bids uh, are due on March 14th. Oh, he's ringing there. That's right. Is that the WBA or Don King? Somebody called Jay. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Mar uh, Purse bid's due March 14th for Dubois and Bryant for that WBA regular. Um, is it likely, though, or unlikely you reach a, a deal with Don King for that fight? We've only got a week to do it. And then we're at Purse bids. One, one way or another, he's, the fight's on, which is great news. You know, it's been, as I said in the interview, it's been really frustrating. Uh, wait for Daniel. He's been out of action for a while. Um, he's supposed to fall in the States before Christmas, but he couldn't do it because he, uh, he hadn't had Jack, COVID Jack. And uh, we are where we are now. And uh, for him, he's in a really good position. And that's a 55-45 per split to the champion, yeah. Trevor. Um, you know, uh, obviously you had a big split for Fury White. You won that. Uh, you didn't have the split for Andre Parker. You won that per split. So you manipulated <laughs> Will you manipulate this one? I hope so. I hope we can. I, I want to. You know, I want to see. I just want to get it on. You know, I just want to see Daniel back in action. I want to see Joe back in action. I mean, they're two fantastic heavyweights, and they're the, they're the next guys who are going to be, you know, vying for that 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 chance to fight for the for the big fight. You know, for the for the world title. And hopefully, when the dust settles with all the guys, they'll get their opportunity. Both of them. But in the meantime, they've got. Got to be busy, and they got to get in some meaningful fights. And uh, Daniel's in one, and uh, we've got to get Joe into one as well. 
So realistically, for the pair room for Daniel and Joe, May June time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. cool. Um, Anthony Yard, what's the situation with him? Uh, Anthony, um, he's in a really good spot now because uh, they've made, as you know, um, Joe Smith and Bert, Bert BF. Bert, yeah, yeah. are fighting each other uh, in the unification, but the winner will have to fight now, um, Anthony, because uh, Canelo's made it quite clear where his next two fights are. So the, they will now have to fight him, which is brilliant. But in terms of an interim, what does he do for now? Keep him busy. Okay. He, he'll, he, and he'll fight. Um, he'll fight sometime in April. April 21st? <laughs> He'll fight sometime in April. <laughs> and Callum Johnson, obviously, is just unfortunate um, event after another yeah, unfortunate event uh, for him. Don't even go there. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's twice now, isn't it? So uh, we just got to get him into a fight. We're speaking to Joe um, and see where we go with it. I have a, we, we can have a chat this week and see uh, what we can do for him. Some positive news, though. Demetrius, as, uh, as you said, Demetrius Andre signed his part of the contract has. to fight Zach Parker. Um, delighted about that? I am. It's a tough fight. I mean, it's a bloody good fight. It's a very good fight. It's a tough fight for Zach. But I think he's got a great opportunity of, or he has a chance of winning that fight. He's a big super middleweight. Uh, Andrade's coming up. Um, he can do it. I know he can. I know he's got a great chance of doing it. And even, even if it didn't happen, it's massive experience for him. Mm. But I do, do believe he can win the fight. Press conference to announce a date menu soon? Yeah, we're going to try and get them over next week. Okay, good to hear. Yeah, good to yeah, hear. Get up and running. Likely to take place in Derby? That's what we're looking to do. We want to get it on in Derby, and I think it's going to be a fantastic um, atmosphere there, you know, in the Midlands, get, get that type of fight on there. be brilliant to do it. We've done well in the Midlands over the last, you know, sort of 18 months, two years. We've been building it, building it, and we've got a good, good, good group of fighters. We're good ticket selling fighters, so I think we can make a real good card there. With that on top of it, is uh, it, it would be something special. Frank, obviously, uh, January all boxing banned in this country by the board. Um, February, you had no shows, and we'll come on to that in a second. But you've got this Friday night at your call, uh, a yeah. fantastic fight between uh, Chris Ball and, and Mark Leach, yeah. um, the British title, and then moving on to Saturday next, the Saturday after, rather, Wembley Arena. Uh, David Avenisian's out yeah. again so they like to get two shows on how comes in February you didn't run I know you told me but just to remind everyone well what happened was the board of control when they put that circular out saying there's been no boxing any on any consultation to any promoters no fights in January so we had to cancel that show and they said they'll review the matter at the end of the month well we were worried at the end of the month if they were still negative about a Lambert events to go on, then we'd be paying out for venues and whatever, and, uh, and the guys wouldn't, um, would have been training and so forth, and it'd been difficult to promote them, so we decided to push everything back, and that's what we did. Um, you know, it's, it's, it was ridiculous what happened in January. No other sport closed down. No other governing body did what they did, and without even speaking to the people, you know, people who were promoting or even the boxers, managers and so forth was uh, I thought it was unacceptable okay but yeah you roll on with these shows um, we'll ask you about David Avenition on the 19th yeah 
be completely honest, there's been criticism about the opponent that they've been stepping in with. So can you justify that? Well, justify he's you know, he's in the European rankings and we've made the fight. I mean, you know, in an ideal world, I'd like to see him in with Conor Ben. We don't live in an ideal world, though. We certainly do not. No, we don't. But that's the, that would have been the fight. We'd have made that in a heartbeat. Just to clear up as well, he was ordered uh, to fight in a WBC final eliminator. Correct. With Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah. But Virgil uh, took another direction with McKinsey. Correct. So, you know, that would have been the next fight you guys would have made. And we're awaiting for the WBC to decide what they're going to do now. They said they would sort something out. In the meantime, he's, uh, you know, got to keep him busy. And but, I remember Callum was going to fight on that show, so it's all short notice what we've had to do. But we've got a, it's a cracking card. After this fight with Mets, though, a big fight for David Amination. Absolutely. That's what he's, that's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. He's capable. You know, he's not like somebody I've got to wrap up in cotton wool. I mean, you know, he's been there. He's done it. He's, you know, he's, he's had some really good fights in America. You know, real good fights. Made a bit of a name for himself there. How are tickets going for that show, March 19th? They're doing okay. We're doing well. We're doing well with it. Okay. And the card, as you alluded to, uh, I believe Dennis McCann is on there. Dennis is on there. Hamza Shiraz. Andy Shiraz. Yeah, I should have got a card here. Yeah. Andy Shiraz. Uh, where are we? I didn't look at I'm getting old. When you get the 70, you have to be reminded of things. I thought you yeah, was, was the 50th. was your 50th the other week? No, it's my, it was the 49th anniversary of my 21st. So, yeah, we've got uh, Hamza's fighting uh, Jez Smith. We've got Mark Chamberlain and Jeff Offery. Uh, Sam Noakes against Vincenzo Fianello. So it's a, good, it's a good card, all of them. Right? Louis Lynn, James Beach Jr., it's a good little fight. Okay. So it's quite, you know, it's quite a bit. Henry Turner's on there, Sonny Liston Alley, Khalid Alley, and a young youngsters, mate, a young little, little man's making his debut, Royston Barney, Barney Smith. Smith making his debut. Yeah. I'm really, really, I'm really excited about Ben Davison's very everyone's excited about him. Well. Everyone's going to like him. He should be excited about him. Everyone's going to like him when they see him. Yeah. He's, he, he's going to be a great addition to the scene. I did ask you at a press conference uh, for Fury White about the whole situation with Taylor Capturell. Talk's still going about how we can change this. I don't want to ask you about this fighting specifically. You change it by making people accountable. You do what they do with football referees. If a football referee screws up, for any reason, or he's, he's not putting a, a, a good performance or a couple of performances, then they look at the football league, premiership league, whoever it may be, the association, they look at them and then they decide what they're going to do. And invariably, they, if, they, if they, they feel it's appropriate, they downgrade them. But you have to do something. You can't just let it keep rolling over onto the next one. And, that, and just say, oh, we're going to have an inquiry, we're going to have a chat about it at the next board meeting, have a chat at the next board meeting and say, all right, that's, yeah, it was bad. And then they appoint someone again for a, for a big fight. That can't happen anymore. It's got to stop. And there's a shortage, of, I know there's a shortage of officials. So you know you deal with that. You've got to start bringing more officials in. There's a lot of amateur guys as well who want to come through, and that's what you have to do. And if you haven't got them here, you've got to get some throughout the world. By the way, bad decisions are not something that just happened in the UK. I've seen some terrible decisions in Vegas, but they've got a similar policy as well, where they appoint they appoint the officials for these title fights. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. They've come out and said they're going to investigate this uh, thing with Taylor Capital, but there's no good someone investigating himself. So who... Who can investigate? Well, the whole situation, I mean, the Border Control do a really, in, in, in some ways do a really good job and have done a great job for boxing. However, the other side of it is they're a self-appointed body. 
They're not accountable. No one elects them. They're just a self-appointed body and, and self-appointed officials. And, they, and people do have to be accountable. We're accountable for what we do. We do something wrong, the board call us. So if something happens at the board that's wrong, they have to be accountable. So who, who are they accountable? The Minister of Sport? I don't know how, you know, not, they're not elected and, they, they, you know, something needs to be sorted out as far as this, these, these officials are concerned. Something needs to be done and they, you can't just keep brushing it under the carpet or, or moving on to the next one, you know, jobs for old boys. You know, whatever way you want to look at it, Josh Taylor, it's not Josh Taylor's fault, Josh didn't look himself to me that night at all, by the way, in the fight. And Jack done a tremendous job, I felt. I felt he really boxed well. And now they give him a rematch, but he can't make the weight. He wants to do, do it at higher weight, which is nice. I mean, all what he's saying is good and, you know, and, and brilliant of him to say that. However, from Jack Cattrall's point of view, he's never going to get the chance to fight for the four belts again. That's been snatched away from him. So, you know, you look at if he'd have got the decision, how much he would have, where his earning capacity would be and so forth, how his name would be in boxing and so forth. It's... Uh, Somebody does need to be accountable for it. Am I right in saying there's no government funding into the board? Nothing. So essentially, it's funded by the license holders. Yourself, Matram, all of us, boxer, box, yeah. every no, 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 promoters, everybody. The boxers pay license fees. No, in terms, I meant the promotional app for boxer. In terms of bench along. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has to. We pay sanction fees for fights and so. Yeah. But isn't that wrong? No, it's not. We, we pay sanction fees. Otherwise, who's going to pay? No. Pay for the pay for it, but no, the boards are wrong. No, in terms of you guys have to fork out for them. Shouldn't the government step well, in? Well, I'll prefer not to pay. <laughs> but having said that, I mean, obviously I won't. But having said that, that, that's that's the situation in America as well. You know, you pay a license fee and they deduct uh, sanction fees and so forth. They do the same thing in Vegas, which is a state that not just all the states. There's all state-run organisations, and they're appointed by the by the uh, by the state. So they are a you know, form of government-run. Body, governing bodies should there, not. should there be more transparency as well as you know when a fighter loses he's got to come out and do an interview on TV straight away you have to do interviews you know if people are asking questions of yourself about something about the show or if something gone goes wrong should a judge come out and justify his decisions well referees don't do it they, in football and the thing about the difference between, I mean boxing um, boxing unlike any other sport I can think especially for the type of sport it is, you know, when the boxers are in there, you know, it can be in a real tough fight, can get knocked down, be, you know, take a beating, can win a fight. They do an interview almost immediately, whereas footballers and a lot of other sports sportsmen have the luxury of, you know, going back to their dressing room, sitting down and composing themselves before they do anything. And the managers get the same position, whereas in boxing, the microphone shoves straight up your nose to, you know, to get, get, your, your immediate reaction. Um, I don't think you should be interviewing. I don't, I don't agree with interviewing or asking a referee in football or anything why they made a certain decision. I think that's I, I think that's very difficult. I mean, it's very, very difficult to be asked in that. But I feel they should be like they are in football and other sports. I feel they should be accountable. I don't think it should be we're having a hearing we want to see the result of that hearing what is you know what actually can happen I, i've got a big thing as well about the drugs in boxing now i mean for me that's another thing that needs people need to get a grip of certainly in the uk there's a lot all this stuff where they're boxers some boxers are weighing in and then taking stuff intravenously 
afterwards, that shouldn't be allowed. Mm. Should be done. Um, you know, you want to, you want it, it's, I mean, I'm going, I know I'm sort of going, going off on, on another track now, but it's things like that. And the border control needs to deal with these things. I feel that, you know, they really need to get on top of this, as do UCAD in, in this country. They need to jump on top of this and make sure these things don't happen. Just lastly, I know you said the board do a fantastic job in terms of medicals and issues like that. They are fantastic. Well, they just, got, they just lost a case. Did they? They just lost a big case, yeah, for a guy who fought here from abroad. Um, he was given permission to box. He sued them over some over an injuries, and he's won his case. I don't know what the damages that they um, have got, but that was quite kept quite quiet. Not say kept quiet. It's not sort of I've not read a lot about it, but that that happened. And uh, and, and again, you know, we as the license holders want want to know what the background to that was and how it came about. Now, look, terrible things do happen. Things do go wrong. Nobody's. Nobody's infallible. We're all, you know, human beings, but we, we want to know what's happening with our border control. We want to know these things. It's not having a go at the border control, but we want to know. You know, you have a hearing, but, you know, we've got a chairman, and we've got a chairman, we've got a president. Robert Smith comes out and says what he's got to say and does what he's got to do. But um, we need, we need, we need, uh, we need to be more open, open to be made aware of what is going on in this. Okay. What I was going to say is I don't, don't want to just sit here and slam the ball because, uh, as, as you just said, they do do good stuff. Um, but I guess my final question is, does it need a complete overall? I'd say complete overall, but something needs to be done. Then we need to, we need, people need to be accountable for their actions. Everybody. Myself, boxers, boxers, you know, do something wrong, they're accountable for action, they're called before the ball. And also, the board needs to be accountable if they if they get something wrong, or somebody get, does something wrong, they need to be accountable. It's 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 a tough job, but this is an industry. This is a billion pound dollar industry now in this world. Massive fights going on. You know, we talked about you know you talked about the, the, earlier about Joshua filling up Wembley, Tyson filling Wembley, and all these big fights going on. We ne- we need to to it needs to be brought into the 21st century in some ways. But I'm not, I'm not here kicking the ball to control. It's just my feeling that they, they need, we need some more openness and we need more representation on that. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of the boxing ball of control. And, you know, when they had their hard times in the past, we see terrible times with them, you know, with the, uh, the case they went through with um, Michael Watson, which sent them into administration. We don't want things like that happen again. So we need we need some accountability, need some openness, and need dialogue with the with the the participants and the people who you know who are working within the industry. As I said earlier, I was really extreme. I was extremely unhappy with what happened in January without any consultation. That's not on. Well, Frank, I uh, appreciate your time here at the office today. Uh, best of luck with your show this Friday night at your call. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say before we close off to the fans? No, I'm just, I'm just uh, pleased the way things touch wood at Touchwood again at the moment. And uh, just, well, I've got to read this note. Oh, and good luck to everybody and uh, see you all soon. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the IFL TV podcast, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Podcast Network.